recently saw Joel Cohen's production of The Tragedy of Macbeth. It uh, was a fabulous production, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit in this podcast, but also I want to use it to introduce the topic of transformations of your compliance program. This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, Readings and Felicitations. In this podcast series, I'm going to be visiting with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, historians, and a wide variety of other people on topics that are outside the area of compliance, but are of great interest to myself and to listeners to the Compliance Podcast Network. Over the weekend, I saw Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth on Apple TV. To say it blew me away would be putting it mildly. David Sims, writing in The Atlantic, said, Shot in stark black and white by cinematographer Bruno Del Bonel and staged on abstract minimal sets designed by Stéphane Deschamps, the film feels like a foggy memory of a story told a hundred times. With the tragedy of Macbeth, Cohen is stripping away the scenery and zeroing in on the essential details of Shakespeare's tale of how a hunger for power can curdle into madness and death. It felt like I was watching madness descend in a German expressionist movie. I've always thought of Macbeth as exactly that, a descent into madness due to the murderous machinations of both Macbeth and Lady Macbeth who in this treatment were played by Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, respectively. Both performances were Oscar-worthy. Both actors in their 60s played the roles with a slightly different focus, which was Succession. Not the great HBO show Succession, but more what is their next Succession. For this week's blogs, I'm going to use the Cohen's version of Macbeth to explore the question of succession and what is next in compliance. Today, I want to take up the topic of transformation of your compliance program by focusing on the you in compliance, as in the user of compliance. In a recent Harvard Business Review article entitled The New You Business, How to Compete on Personal Transformations, The authors posited that when companies do promote what they sell in relation to customers' aspirations, they rarely design solutions that allow people to realize themselves. Instead, individuals must cobble together what they think they need to achieve their goal. For example, a trainer, a particular diet, or support network to lose weight. Enterprises should recognize that The economic opportunity offered by a transformation business in which the consumers come to them with a desire to improve some fundamental aspect of their lives. It struck me that many compliance programs suffer from the same fate. That is, they do not focus what what the employee really needs from the corporate compliance function. This also sounds very much like a design thinking approach for compliance, which I wholeheartedly embrace. Indeed, Check out my podcast, Design Thinking and Compliance, where I co-host with Karsten Tams for sampling. First thing a compliance function needs to do is to have a solutions mindset. 
From there, move to providing compliance transformations, which help the business use the corporate compliance program to generate a positive outcome that your employees, whether business development folks or others, need to succeed. Compliance services will then be viewed in another light as a way to help employees achieve both theirs and the company's desired results. Employees have a role in this process, and through engagement between the compliance function and employees in your design process, your compliance function will have a much more back-ended engagement after the design process is implemented. The authors have a three-step approach, which I have adapted for the compliance professional and corporate compliance function. The first is designing a successful transformation. The second is to ascertain the jobs to be accomplished. And third, to define your success as your design and implementation proceed on an ongoing basis. Defining a successful transformation means that you must understand what your employees are trying to achieve. The authors further break this down into four categories. A functional job is one which represents a goal an employee is trying to accomplish or a problem they are trying to solve. Functional jobs tend to center on both specific tasks leading to specific solutions. Emotional jobs address feelings desired in the employment setting. It can be empowerment or simply being appreciated for a job well done. Want to heighten or diminish in any given moment for a future circumstance? Social jobs concerns how employees desire to be perceived or related to others, such as with encouragement or empathy. Finally, there are aspirational jobs, which the authors believe set at the highest level of what motivates employees. They involve becoming who an individual wants to be, loved, living life to its fullness, financial security, successful career-wise, and so on. This conclusion should be that there are several methods a corporate compliance function can use to understand employees' jobs, including interviews, observation, and ethnography. The authors also caution that data alone won't recover what motivates employees, what their goals are, or what problems they want resolved. Next, a compliance function must define success along the way. Here, your compliance team must spend time interacting with employees to understand what success looks like at every point along the transformational journey. You should consider what new understanding, decisions, and tasks are required for an individual to prepare, make progress, and sustain desired compliance results. Here, the authors suggest asking such questions as, what would you like to see happen quickly? What problems or inconsistencies would you like to avoid? What does success look like? By asking these questions, you not only have employees engage, but you have, as the compliance professional, a better understanding of what the outcomes of the business folks are trying to achieve. This, in turn, will facilitate your design. 
It could be something as simple as where and how employees can submit confidential issues to a corporate compliance function. It could be as involved as how to keep employees informed about progress anytime they engage in, quote, speak up, end quote. Finally, the compliance function must identify barriers involved, why they may stand in the way, and figuring out how to overcome them, or at least in how to assist in overcoming them. These barriers exist in three primary domains, which include resources such as offerings, time and budget, employee readiness, focusing on skills, motivation, and clarity, and the context of both when and where and even how things are done. Here, a corporate compliance function can and should consult with their internal experts to understand what hinders success and external experts who may study these particular challenges from a different perspective. These sources and resources can help identify deficiencies in the good services and compliance experiences. The bottom line is that compliance transformations are not produced solely by a corporate compliance function. Quote, they are achieved in partnership with a person being transformed, end quote. This means compliance must determine what expectations, know-how, and motivation employees need at every stage of their employment cycle and experience. The answer translates into solutions designed to guide the journey, equip employees for their role in transformation, and strengthen their resolve to persist in doing business ethically and in compliance in the face of difficulties, challenges, and even doing business in high-risk arenas. I've linked to this article in the show notes, so I hope you will check it out. And I think it's important for the compliance professional to understand that the you in this, that's Y-O-U, also translates to user, U-S-E-R, but it's really about employees. And I think many people in the compliance profession Uh, As we sit and design our compliance programs, whether it's with uh, written uh, procedures, standards, codes of conduct, policies and procedures, or even internal controls, we're not focused on the user experience. And that's what I really garnered from this article, the user experience. So how does that tie into Joel Cohen and um, the tragedy of Macbeth? Well, I think it's uh, pretty clear or at least it's clear to me that uh, Macbeth's descent into madness came through his bloody and murderous transformation of the kingdom. Uh, From his initial meeting of the three sisters, indeed I think the three witches are the three sisters, uh, to the very end of the play where literally he loses his head. It is a transformation of the culture But it's only through the goals and aspirations of Macbeth and perhaps Lady Macbeth as well. Uh, As I said at the start, I see the descent of Macbeth into madness. But Cohen's play does take a different perspective and looks at it uh, as uh, Macbeth asking, what else is there? And certainly Denzel Washington in a world-weary voice and face seems to ask that question Throughout, even in the final uh, scene where he is, his castle is attacked, it's almost as if he is looking into the camera and saying, "Really, is this all there is?" Well, yes, uh, for Macbeth, uh, that was all there is. But through this article on uh, from the Harvard Business Review, I hope you will think about 
how can you improve your user experience of your corporate compliance function and how as you push and operationalize compliance into the front line of your company, you as a compliance professional can help to enhance the experience going forward. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Readings and Felicitations. This podcast is designed to be sort of a catch-all podcast for me to talk about things I love. Obviously, Shakespeare is one of them. So I wanted to use this great version of The Tragedy of Macbeth to introduce this topic, The New You in Transforming Compliance. I hope you will uh, check out the article. I've linked to it in the show notes. If you'd like any more information on this article or design thinking or just have a chat, email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to visiting with you again.
November 15th on Greetings and Felicitations, where I take a deep dive into Lyme disease, the causes, some of the treatments, and how people suffering from this chronic disease can move forward with their lives. It's a fascinating five-part exploration in a special podcast series format. All of this on the Compliance Podcast Network.